It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 2, Episode 14. Notice what they're saying. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. Whoa, I think I've had too much caffeine this uh, evening. I was... I was blah, 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 blah. so sorry about that. Um, again, you get me unfiltered. I don't edit. Uh, maybe sometimes I should. Um, I can't believe we're over halfway through season two. It, it is just incredible to me. And it seems like, honestly, that most of you would get sick of hearing my voice. And, and it seems like the, the, the downloads continue to go up. And the, most importantly, the emails continue to flow in and if you want to email me it's bermucci.matt at gmail.com but uh, just these meaningful conversations that I get to have with so many folks I can't tell you again it warms my heart but most importantly it makes me a better professional in our field and allows me to reach out and help my students better and and I, I think that's awesome and it never ceases to amaze me I was having a conversation with a parent that I've actually worked with for many many years uh, she's quite special to me as their family is and um uh, and, and anyway, she had mentioned to me that she listens to the podcast, and I was blown away by that, to be honest with you, because, well, one, she's not a teacher, and all we do is talk shop on here. And I don't know if you've gone out with friends before who work together, and they start talking shop, and you're sitting there as if you're like the third wheel on a really bad date. Uh, and so I can't imagine listening to the podcast when you're not in education. But she had said that uh, it really parallels a lot with parenting and just the world in general. And that made me feel really, really good because, you know, I get on this microphone every week and talk about my experiences and the things that have made me learn and the things that have made me better. And it's part of that renovation project that I always talk about. And, and it's good to see that there's a lot of different applications because what we're really talking about is 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 real life, right? Isn't that what we're really doing here? We're talking about real life and the classroom is about as real as it gets uh, in a lot of ways. And, and so it's it's it was good to hear that. And it's just so good to see uh, and hear from you guys and it keeps me it keeps me going and this week's episode we're talking about notice what they're saying and when i say there that can be a kind of a broad sort of i guess audience and and it's by design to be that way we're talking about students and coworkers and everybody that we share our world with you know it's it's really an episode about being in tune and how self-reflective we are and just just being there in 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 as close to reality uh, in, as far as how you see yourself with how others see you and and I'll be honest with you I think one of the things and and there are many but one of the things that make teachers that are effective really effective is they're real people right and and that's true and I've talked a lot about that but the other side of that is other people who they are surrounded by and this includes students. They really kind of know the real you too. I, I talked not too long ago about how uh, it would be a total drab if I went to work and had to pretend to be somebody else because nobody can do me better than me, right? And so it's important, I think, to be genuine. And that's what I was talking about when in our Keep It Real um, episode. But and, and I had talked about that before. But really here, what I want to really emphasize to you is self-awareness. And again, effective teachers have got self-awareness nailed. 
just to be honest with you. Because when I go in bad classrooms or I go and surround myself with bad teams, athletic teams or uh, academic teams or whatever, in any setting, when you see leaders that are not self-aware, you see a breakdown in, in, in the purpose and a breakdown in trying to achieve the goals that the classroom teacher or the coach or whatever is trying to achieve. And so this is really, when I say notice what they're saying, I'm talking about whoever that audience is for you. Do you have self-awareness? And, and, and then more importantly than even that, once you have that self-awareness, do you act to make sure that you're projecting a positive self-image? Are you a positive, are you, are you projecting a positive uh, vibe, I guess, to those around you. And I think that's really important. You know, just trying to get out of the intangible here and kind of nail this down a little bit. You know, when I, I always know I'm in a classroom as I, as I travel around and work with teachers from all over, one of the things that I always know is a warning sign to me is when teachers describe their classroom so incredibly different then students describe that classroom. That that shows me that there's a disconnect, that there's not a lot of self-awareness on, on the teacher's part. And again, that's going to undermine anything that you're attempting to accomplish in the classroom without a doubt. And it, it, it's amazing to, and it also tells me that teachers maybe haven't effectively laid out their plan and 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 their explanation for why they do what they do and that the kids hadn't necessarily bought into it. And so I think it's really important to notice what kids are saying. You know, how do they say what they say? And you're an expert as a teacher. You need to pay attention to that feedback. And some of that feedback certainly, if not most of it or even all of it is not going to be direct. You know, kids don't talk like we do in most cases. And so you've got to pick up on what they're saying. You know, you give an assignment that's supposed to be fun and all you're getting from them is sarcasm and uh, boredom. Maybe it, it wasn't an assignment that was fun for them. It was more fun for you. Or you read the assignment wrong and you thought that it would be fun and maybe it wasn't. And and look, we've all been there, right? We've all done those kinds of things. But what I'm saying is the more that we're in tune uh, with, with our kids, the better off we're going to be. And I honestly could end that point on students right there uh, because I've made the point that I need to make to you. But I think at the same time, uh, teachers, just some of us are just not really, really good at that. And I think effective teachers not only have to be good at that, they have to be great at that. You've got to be self-aware. You know, you make a fool of yourself in front of the class and that's going to happen. You know, you teach something wrong or you say something maybe you probably didn't, you know, say it the best way you could have said it, uh, then then you have to take ownership of that those things. You have to own it, right? Kids appreciate that. They really do. And, and then you have to be aware. I, I'll tell you, one of the things that makes me cringe more than anything is when teachers just absolutely, just gut-wrenchingly just rip the soul out of a kid by yelling at him or her. That just... Ooh, and, and look, I'm not saying that there are not times when you have to coach them up pretty hard. That is not what I'm saying. But I, I'll tell you, I, I have run into some just absolute teachers that just absolutely 
scream and yell and just power control a classroom. And that absolutely turns kids off to learning. It also doesn't do much for relationships. And, and, you know, it's amazing. In, In bad classrooms, you see more yelling and screaming because it, you know, relates to poor performance, bad learning and discipline problems and all the things that effective teachers certainly want to stay away from. So I think it's important that you're in tune with your kids. And then you can make adjustments. Again, uh, you you can ask them directly all you want to give you feedback. And sometimes that's valuable because they'll say what's on their mind if they feel like this is a classroom environment that they're safe in. And that's important. Uh, but, but, But more than anything, because kids are guarded, you, you know, they, they are. They're, they're guarded. They don't want to damage the relationship with you. And they also don't want to cross that proverbial line, so to speak. So sometimes asking directly for feedback, you're not going to get as much as as you probably need in order to affect change. But if you listen, if you notice what they're saying, they'll they'll talk to you. Uh, indirectly maybe, but when they're talking to their friends about uh, what they think of your class and what they think of this assignment or that assignment, uh, you'll get some valuable information. And look, I want to tell you something now. I'm I'm not saying that everything you do needs to be popular because I can assure you uh, I've I have not been a successful teacher because I've paid attention to, you know, just simply what what direction the wind's blowing and go with popularity. I think effective teachers realize that to get to where you want to get, you've got to do things that are not necessarily popular. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about making sure that you're getting out of your kids um, what you'd expect to get and making sure that you're not reading the room incorrectly. Because again, if you're in this process with them, facilitating this process, you're in this teacher-learner relationship with them, uh, you need to be um, you need to be invested and you need to be connected to what's actually going on. So I think it's important that you listen to what they say. So if you're not very good at that and you really think that uh, you're doing a good job of that, well, give yourself the, the best test you can, right? And that's listen to your kids this week. Just take this first week. And if you're bold enough, ask them. Of course, they're going to be guarded like I mentioned, but ask them. Ask them. Do a, do a survey monkey if you got to. Uh, get some feedback from them. Notice what they're saying. Seriously. And again, you won't just just fold and concede to every single thing that you know they say or want but I'm I'm telling you right they've got to spend the 180 days in there with you or whatever that total is for you each and every day I think you need to figure out um what what they think I think you need to find out where they really are at. and you may find out that they absolutely uh don't like this or that but that may be the exact you know learning goal now, I'll tell you an example of what I'm talking about I'm teaching CAD in my engineering class right now, and, and and just to be honest with you, not all of them love it. But understandably, I'm I'm the one that's driving this skill and helping them facilitate, uh, you know, their futures and all these things that they're they're needing to accomplish. And I know at the end they will be so impressed with themselves. These folks who walk into my classroom with very little, if any, knowledge of how to do something like CAD, and and then you know all of a sudden they've got this lifelong skill, right? That uh, that that they can enter the job market with. So I know the learning goals, that, but they don't necessarily always enjoy the process. So again, don't confuse that just because I want you to be in tune with what they're saying, that means that you concede or fold to what they're saying. It just means that that will give you some idea of where 
where they are in your process. And teachers who don't listen to that and teachers who steamroll over students and and, and pretty much, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. It's my classroom. You are destined to struggle. And at and, and the very least, you're not getting what you could be getting out of these amazing students. So I think you really have to think about that and then make adjustments. I think you'll be surprised. And, and I think we all could use a little bit of a reality check on those kinds of things. So seek feedback from your kids quite regularly. Getting away for just a second from the classroom side of this, I want, I want you to think about what your colleagues say about you. You know, Notice what they say as well. And your administrators. I, I think that's really important. I mean, I think we always, let's talk about the admin first. You know, it's interesting to me that I've been enough, around enough administrators uh, from all over the place. And obviously, I've, I, I'm fortunate enough to have you know, just amazing folks to work for. Uh, but you do, you do want to know what they think. I think that's important. And also, I think it's important to kind of know where any boss, you can be in work at the grocery store or you can work in the post office. You want to know what your bosses kind of, kind of say about you, right? You should, you should care about those things and not obsess about it, not go home at night and, you know, Fold, you know, get up in a ball in the corner and be upset because, you know, someone doesn't think you're just the best thing since sliced bread, though I know that you are. Uh, it, you know, if, if they don't think that, I'm not saying you should necessarily live and die by that, but I think it's important to have some self-awareness and be aware of what they're saying. I do. I think making your bosses happy and satisfied to the best of your ability is kind of an important point, uh, an important part of job survival, right? So I think that's important. But going beyond that and, and just simply talking about just in general, notice what they say about you on the faculty. I think that's really important because I think a lot of times, you know, just being a human, we try to compartmentalize people as this, you know, this is the teacher that does all the cool uh, room decorations. This is the teacher that does all the cool activities. This teacher, you know, I don't know how they're still working here. They're an awful teacher or this teacher's blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on and on. And they try to, um, you know, categorize us, right? I think those things are important as well, because I'll, I'll tell you a teacher that is kind of caught in that comfort zone all the time and is caught in that bubble of this is the way that he or she does this and that. I think one, that reflects sort of your growth and learning, but two, you know, it, it can give you some feedback on your value. Uh, it can give you feedback on what everybody perceives your role to be and the kind of teacher that you are. And again, I don't want you living and dying based on perception, but perception is important, right? I mean, it is. It's important to, you know, employment survival and 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 all the things that, you know, kind of open those doors to promotions and leadership and all of that. So that's important. And I think you've got to, to really think about those things. And so I've said all of this to say this. And so I've said that to say this. And that's that. Wow, that was blah, 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 blah. So I've said all of that to say this. You've got to know whether or not the way that you read things and the way that your kids and your colleagues and, and then other stakeholders like your admin, your parents, you know, do they see things the way that you do? And of course, you're the professional. You don't always have to agree, but I think it's important. And I think where this episode really comes into play 
is if you feel like you've you've lost your classroom a little bit or you lost your kids a little bit. You know, all the time teachers will say, I'll hear teachers, not all of them, very, very few, but it's you always hear it. Kids today are blah, 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 followed by some negative, right? Or kids today, blah, 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 blah. I guess what I'm saying is sometimes it's not the kids. <laughs> sometimes it's us. And we have to have some self-awareness. And how do we achieve that and, 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 and kind of figure out where we stand? Just just notice what they're saying. That's the whole point of the episode. And and I, I would venture to say that if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably pretty interested, and I say this a lot, but you're probably pretty interested in growth and interested in getting better. And most of you probably have pretty good self-awareness. But beyond just your general aura in the classroom or your general personality, what I'm saying is even go further than that. Look at assignments. You know, I talk about pulling back the curtain and filling in kids with why you do what you do. I think those things are important. Some of your methods, I mean, they're kids, they're developing. They're not going to understand everything and nor should they. That's not, that's not what I'm telling you to do. But I think sharing and empowering them in the process goes a long way. And then getting feedback from them is crucial. And I think that's true with your colleagues. I think it's important. I also think that, you know, being active in your school, on committees and and just being available to the community and all the stakeholders, I think doing as much of that as you possibly can is crucial. And that helps you get that feedback. It helps you notice what they're saying. And and if you think back all the way to season one, episode two, I talk about being present and, you know, being present out there in the community, being present in your classroom helps you do that. And so I think effective teachers notice what they're saying and then they do something about it if they don't like what they're hearing. And And I don't think any excuse for not changing is good. I, I don't. I, I think if you hear things that you don't like, things that don't really reflect kind of what you'd expect, I think not acting upon those things because, well, you're too old, too set in your ways, whatever other excuses we come up with, I think instead of hearing those things, uh, effective teachers know that it's in our hands and we can control it. We can we can, we can can try to be intentional about affecting change. I think we can do that. We may not be successful all the way, and we can't, again, 100% control perception, nor would we want to, right? We don't want to live in the world where we're walking on eggshells and worried about what everybody else says. But I think, man, next time you get up and scream at a kid, ask yourself, how is this helping the relationship? Or if you assign 4,000 hours of homework in a month, I don't know if there's even 4,000 hours in a month. There's not. But if you attempt to do that, I think you got to ask yourself, you know, how is this being perceived? Uh, you know, are the learning goals clearly being delivered to my kids? I mean, it all just comes back to that. And instead of wondering and guessing and living in a bubble where you show up in a room, you teach, you deliver some information, go home and, and you wait on the assessments to come rolling in as to whether or not they understood it or not. And that's simply what your learning process looks like. One, that's awful. Two, you're just guessing. Why guess when you can just listen to them and then act on that feedback? And look, if you don't hear things that uh, you like, fire back. You know, get fire back at them and say, and 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 fire. And what I mean is, ask more questions. You know, one time a while ago, I had a kid um, who was struggling in my classroom, and she asked. Uh, well, I came in and I said, "All right, guys, 
I'm going to give a pop assessment today. I'm going to give a pop quiz. And I don't ju- just do just a whole bunch of those. Uh, but I did it. And this kid, she was struggling just in general, you know, to, to achieve at, at her true level because she wasn't preparing. She she would tell you that, you know, within 10 seconds of having a conversation with her. But anyway, I come in and I'm like, all right, I'm going to give you guys a pop quiz. And she started, she's like, oh, no, blah, 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 and started complaining. You know how they do. And, and I said, now, wait a second. Because that's feedback, right? I notice what they're saying. And I said, now, wait a second. I said, are you telling me that you aren't preparing for these, you know, for these these assessments? You're not preparing each and every day. Aren't you struggling in my classroom? And of course, I'm having this conversation one-on-one with her. And she's like, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so shouldn't, didn't we talk about the importance of you studying, the importance of you, you know, putting the time in so that you could get to where you wanted to get? I said, now here you go, admitting that you haven't been working as hard as you could. And you kind of, you know, show them the error of their ways, so to speak. She later turned it around, by the way. I'm not saying because of that conversation or, uh, you know, uh, maybe a thousand of them like that that I had with her. But my point is, is that, you know, if, if you listen to what they say and act on what they say and mean what you say, I, I think you're going to be in much better shape. I, I just think it's really, really important. And I can't stand teachers who are out of touch. I don't mean as people. I just mean as teachers. You can't live in the out-of-touch world. That just That's not going to get you anywhere. So I would encourage you to do a little bit of a self-assessment and see exactly that. Are you noticing um, what they're saying? And if not, it's a missed opportunity. All right, so that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. I hope to see you back next week. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe or buy the books on Amazon.com. Until next week, I'll see you down the road.